This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now, and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors completed their uh, the most relaxing victory of the season, I would say. Winning by a score of 119-90 over the visiting Memphis Grizzlies who were playing on the second night of a back-to-back without Marc Gasol. Although nowadays Marc Gasol is not doing so well. So like, yeah, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. But uh, they were road-weary. They had just gotten spanked by the Celtics. And um, yeah, they didn't stand a chance. Like it, it was... I mean like, you know... The, they stayed in it kind of early, you know, I mean, man, I mean, Mike Conley run, ran some pick and rolls, and I was like, okay, cool, and like, you know, Justin Holiday hit a couple of jumpers, and you're like, oh, okay, I shove him back at a couple, of, you're like, oh, okay, you know, do the Raptors seem to try very hard to get this win? As it turned out, not really, um, the Raptors started pulling away. At the end of the second quarter leading into halftime. And then the third quarter. My God, this thing was ugly. Well, it was ugly if you're a Grizzlies fan. It was real fun as a Raptors fan. The Raptors won the quarter by a score of 45-14. to 14, um, And just three numbers from the... <laughs> three numbers from that very lopsided quarter. Uh, the Raptors, first off, hit 10 threes in that quarter alone. On the night, they finished 17 of uh, 36. Very rare. I would prefer the Raptors could, you know, do this against a team that is a little bit better than the Grizzlies. You know, maybe save it for a time when it's more important. But, hey, you know, I'll take it right now, right? You know, 17 of 36. And in that quarter, the Raptors hit 10 threes. And, uh, again, the Raptors, <laughs> it's 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 real funny, man. Like, the, the, a team like the Raptors that, like, you know, you can't really rely on them for shooting and stuff. Like, will occasionally break out. Crazy things like this. To put those 10 threes in perspective, the Raptors average 11 threes per game. Per game on the season. And they hit 10 uh, in that third quarter. And then the two other numbers are that the Grizzlies only had five made field goals. They shot five of 15. 
and they had seven turnovers, which the Raptors just ran down into transition points. I mean, the big star of that third quarter was none other than Danny Green, who, you know, should be in a three-point contest. And this is one of the reasons why he should be a three-point contest. He hit seven threes. Seven of those ten threes in the third quarter were made by Danny Green. Um, and it wasn't even like he was, like, hitting these, like, ridiculous shots from different angles and he was jacking it up. Like, he got so many wide-open looks. It was kind of sad watching a team like the Grizzlies that used to, you know, pride themselves on defense. Even earlier this year, they were, like, third in defensive rating for, like a, like, a month and a half. And it's like, all right, so the Memphis can be decent. Man, they just kept leaving Danny Green open. Like, come on. This is the Raptors. Like, how many guys do you really have to t- keep track of, right? Like, you know, there's a couple of casual shoe guys, but, you know, for the most part, you got to stay on Lowry. You got to stay on Van Vliet a little bit. And you got to stay on Danny Green. He's the only reliable shooter on a night where Kawhi Leonard wasn't in the game. And, um, yeah, the Grizzlies just kept leaving him open in the corner. I couldn't believe it, man. I mean, Kyle and uh, Fred did a really good job of finding Danny. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> they just kept leaving him. They kept leaving. And the Raptors weren't even running plays for Danny. Really, the Raptors only ran one play for Danny, which I think he already hit five threes. It was coming off of a timeout. Raptors had the ball, and um, they sent Danny baseline. Um, Kyle set a screen, and then Ibaka set a screen. It's a play they used to run for Terrence Ross a lot. Um, and then, yeah, Danny Green came off those two screens, had an open look. He hit that as well. Um, but seriously, I-, I don't know what the Grizzlies were doing. Like, <laughs> Just cover Danny Green. I don't know how you're leaving Danny Green. But, uh, yeah, he was he single-handedly outscored the Grizzlies by himself in the third quarter. Um, some other highlights from the third quarter. Um, the Raptors had 12 assists in the quarter, which is great. They had 31 on the night overall, which is also pretty great. Um, Pascal Siakam had a really good move in that third quarter stretch where, um, you know, Jermichael Green was in foul trouble. And he had just scored on Jermichael Green on, like, a transition bucket or pick and, pick and roll or something like that. But Green just didn't want to pick up his fourth foul, which, okay, I mean, sure, why not? But, um, yeah, Pascal kind of knew that. So he he really, really went at Green. And the possession that really stands out was uh, he caught the ball on the left block, faced him up, uh, did a really quick crossover, you know, cut towards the middle, got Green sort of leaning, then spun immediately um and uh you know put green on his back went for the ball fake on the right side green jumped up in the air and then pascal pivoted and laid it up softly on the left with no challenge around him like it was such a great move and you know this is what pascal does every game now man pascal finished the game as a plus 40 now a lot, i mean most of that was because he played most of the third quarter but still plus 40 is is a hilarious number to look at um, he, he had a great game. Uh, Serge was consistent throughout, real solid, especially in the first half where the Raptors are a little bit more struggling for offense. He came out of the gate really hot, uh, and he stayed that way. You know, he was mining up from the mid range. You know, his offensive rebounding has been really positive all year, um, and he, he keeps getting a little putbacks. He's, he's got a lot better timing in terms of just like when to get the re- like when after he gets the rebound, when should he go back up for the shot. And uh, he's a lot more steady. He's a lot more calm. He's a lot more opportunistic, and got a lot of putback points today. He had four offensive rebounds in 26 minutes. It's pretty damn good. Shot nine of 13. Um, Kyle, real solid. I thought uh, did force his offense, but that's not his mo, you know, at all right now. 
Um, hit a three, so that's good. You know, one three is pretty good for him these days. Got to the free throw line a couple of times. Um, got to the mid-range jumper. I do want to see him take more of those, especially when he's trying to find his form. It's a little bit tough to find your rhythm when you're just, like, like running into those transition threes or, like, cut off the high screen and you're pulling out real quickly. Like, that's not an easy way to find your rhythm Like because you got to really contour your body and get into weird angles and stuff like that. If anything, that's going to make you more cold. But uh, that mid-range shot, when it comes out the, the high pick and roll and the defense sags and take, takes away the roll to Ibaka or Siakam, like, Kyle, you have the wide open, you have the shot wide open right there. And it's not the greatest shot in terms of just, like, percentages, but just take it. Just take it. For your for the sake of your rhythm, take it. Um, Kyle was real solid, I thought. But, uh, you know, uh, Norman Powell off the bench, really damn good. He continues to be really um, just it just yeah it shows a lot better judgment in terms of how he drives, when he's driving, how he's going to finish around the basket. There's a, definitely a, a an actual game plan now when he goes to the rim. Like previous year, I mean I said this a couple times in the podcast already this year, but I mean previous seasons he would just barrel to the rim, get there as quickly as possible, and throw up this violent shot attempt that would always clang off the rim and. You know, even for a guy who was getting to the basket all the time, he just wasn't finishing, like, ever. And it was really annoying to watch. And it would lead to these transition buckets the other way because the Raptors wouldn't, you know, have their defense uh, scrambled. But, you know, tonight, as with most of the games since Powell came back from that uh, that latest injury of his, I forget, it was a shoulder or whatever. But, um, yeah, 14 points, 6 to 7 shooting, 202 from 3. His 3-point stroke looks a lot better. 4 assists, 3 steals. I mean, he's... He's nice. He's nice. Um, CJ Miles continues to be useful. Uh, I thought, you know, most of his offense, he was really hot early on. And, uh, he, you know, he got a driving layup to the, you know. And really, that's the way he's gotten started in this game and also in the in the Suns game uh, on Thursday before this. But, you know, if CJ can get one of those driving layups to fall early in the game, it really does seem to, like, you know, spark his offense just a little bit. And, uh, yeah, today, I mean, he came out of the gate hot. Uh, he did cool off substantially as the game went on, but uh, he was a factor throughout because of his defense. Imagine that. CJ Miles playing defense, too. That was one of the reasons why he got, like, just cut from the rotation altogether. It's like, it's one thing if you can't shoot, you know, whatever. The Raptors got a couple guys that can't shoot, but it's another, it, it, you got to play defense. And, you know, CJ just wasn't doing that early in the year, and tonight he had five steals. And to put these five steals into perspective, five steals in 17 minutes, by the way, but to put these five steals in perspective, CJ Miles had 11 steals on the season in the th- in 34 games played up until this point. So he got five steals tonight. He, you know, basically increased it by 50 percent on the season total. Um, if CJ can consistently play like this, that'd be great because the Raptors, um, you know, they need a shooter off the bench, and I wouldn't necessarily call CJ. He is a shooter, but he hasn't been a very accurate shooter, obviously. And um, yeah, I mean. It'd be great if CJ could play well. It'd be really great. Um, but uh, quite honestly, I don't really see him getting minutes, especially with, they, with the way Powell's playing. Like, they're basically playing for the same spot, and Powell's definitely better defensively, and offensively, Powell's more dynamic. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's never a bad thing to have multiple players that are playing well. And then uh, the other only other guy I really wanted to hide. Well, yeah, I want to show DeLon some love. He was really aggressive defensively. Three steals, two blocks, you know. Um, I don't know. I just wish he played like this more often. But you know, he picks and kind of he picks and chooses when he can assert himself. And today was definitely a game where he wanted to assert himself, and he did. 
it was very good. And it just makes you wonder, why don't you do this all the time? Uh, another pieces of note, Patrick McCaw got his first basket as a Raptor. He picked up a loose ball off a deflection created by DeLon Wright, took it the length of the floor, and finished over, I think, Javon Carter, who I think is a rookie, but looks mad old. Um, yeah, Javon Carter, 23. I mean, he he looks older than 23. But, um, yeah, I mean, are he shooting 28% this year? Oh, that's on, on today. Wait, what? He's wow. Javon Carter shooting twenty three percent over his last ten games. Damn, that is, that is that that is tough. That is tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Pat McCaw got his first basket. I still don't think he knows where to go on offense. Either that, or he's too timid. He did have a really nice assist to Delon, where he drove it and sort of dished it to Delon, who was in the dunker spot. Pretty heads up play, and had a nice block as well. But I just don't think McCaw really knows where to assert himself right now on offense, which makes sense. The Raptors don't even practice like ever. And, um, you know, I don't know where else he would have gotten a chance to do that. But, yeah, he's just not very assertive on offense, which, you know, whatever. It's I guess it's okay. As long as he can pass, that's not too bad. Um, and another guy, Boucher, I mean, this guy is pure entertainment. He's really taken over the Bruno spot in terms of that one guy that people really get hyped for in garbage time because they want to see this guy come into the game. And it's not the same like meme ability as, you know, Bruno was because we kind of all knew Bruno was trash. Like nice guy, really, but just wasn't going to cut it in the NBA. And I don't, I'm, his chances are pretty good that Boucher is not going to fully cut it either. But, um, you know, He's entertaining when he comes in. He takes the threes. He's very confident on those threes. He's always going to, you know, follow that three by um, the cameras know to, 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 to find him because he's going to do some kind of celebration. There was a Jordan shrug, I think, against the Pacers a couple weeks back. And today it was the Carmelo Anthony threw to the dome. Shout out Carmelo Anthony. Free Carmelo Anthony, man. Daryl Morey, stop it. Stop making terrible, terrible decisions on the season. While your team regresses and uh, stop holding Carmelo Anthony hostage, just let him go to LA already. But um, uh, Boucher did the through to the dome Melo celebration. He got a really good block against Jaron Jackson Jr. Had a couple of pretty good rim contests, to be honest, uh, and was just really active. And you know what, man? That's what you want in a garbage time guy. <laughs> you want a hook. You want some personality. You want a guy who is going to be willing to try shit, and he definitely tries shit. Um, and yeah, I mean. It's it's fun to watch him. It is fun to watch him. Uh, in terms of oh, and, and the only negative thing I would really say today is um, Van Vliet just looks really limited physically. I mean, he only got he only had four points. He was a plus twenty six in twenty six minutes, so you can't really say anything bad about that. But you know, only the four points on one of eight shooting, um, and really, it just looks like he's forcing his offense. I don't think he's fully fit. Like he just. He has no burst whatsoever. Like, he has the same amount of burst as Kyle Lowry. And I know Kyle Lowry is a, back, is a bad back, but Kyle's also, like, 10 years older than Van Vliet, man. Van Vliet, you got to do better than this. This is this is, this is is not good. This is not good. Um, one for eight is not good. And he was tossing up some wild shots in traffic where he was just forcing his offense. But, you know, whatever. I don't want to be negative on a night where the Raptors win by 29. Um, so, in terms of your three stars, Danny Green, obviously the first star. Um incredible shooting display send this man to the three-point contest please he's asked uh, he's asked for it on the danny green podcast which you should definitely listen to that it's uh it's just a really good show but um yeah danny's advocated for himself and i don't know send this tape to the league office man eight of 12 from deep damn that's pretty damn good in 23 minutes no less um 
Second star, I'm giving that to Pascal. And third star, I'm giving it to Serge. Pretty pretty straightforward night. And in terms of your Gerald Henderson award, um, I, I don't even know, man. Like, I guess... See, the thing is, like, you, if you, ah, man, I'm looking at the statue right now. I'm going to give it to my guy, Sahal Abdi, a.k.a. Shelvin Mack, for uh, his 14 points off the bench, I guess. Five of eight shooting, uh, two or three from deep, had five assists. I mean, I, I don't know, man. This Grizzlies team is sad. It just it, it just makes me so sad. Um, God damn. I can't wait for them to sell out some of the pieces because they really should, like, Trade Justin Holiday. I know they just traded two second round picks for him. It's fine. You can probably, you know, get a second round pick back. Maybe even two. He's a guy who is a solid three and D guy. Um, Garrett Temple is also a solid three and D guy. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you want Jermichael Green? I, I've seen some people talk about Jermichael Green, and it's like his numbers are okay. And every time I watch Jermichael Green, I'm like, this guy is not good. Today, three points. I mean, yikes. But uh, I'll give it to Sahal, man. Good job, Sahal. Way to go. And then, uh, yeah, that does it for the podcast. I, I don't know what else to say about this Grizzlies game other than, um, you know, it was a fun win. Everyone got everyone got to rest. Kawhi was on the bench. I thought the Raptors were resting him due to, uh, you know, the polar vortex that has finally struck Toronto. It is like minus 14 degrees outside. But um, Kawhi was at the game. Kawhi was at the game looking real comfy, too, in like a suit jacket and stuff. So, all right, so he's resting. I'm a little bit curious to see what's going on there, but apparently he's not injured or whatever, so that's important. But, um, yeah, the Raptors got a win. A nice relaxing one, too. It's been a while since we had the Raptors had a relaxing win. You know, even some of the garbage wins of late have been, like, you know, Atlanta winning at the buzzer or, like, Phoenix winning at the buzzer. So, yeah, this is, this is a nice change-up. Anyway, I'll be back after the next one. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face, so I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.